With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amen. We will the Marley. Posted tonight on Facebook for those of you that, that you, I know it's hard to keep writing scriptures and try to keep up and listen. And so this will be posted um, on Facebook later on tonight. If you would like to go in, you can catch up on it or review it or, you know, look at your scriptures, look up the scriptures. So. Amen. Amen. So who, who all's on out there tonight? It's the is the honorable is the honorable uh, 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 chief of staff uh, Apostle Reva K Cheney. She's on. Yes, she is. <laughs> well, it's nice to Praise hear you. Praise the Lord. We welcome you. Um, as I can say, um, Elder Fred has been all day long starting actually even I'd probably say pretty much early this morning in the presence of God and um, bringing this word forth it's uh, not a popular word but much needed in the body of Christ today and he is going to be coming to you with what God has put on his heart from the Holy Spirit and I'm going to ask him if he would open and sing us a beautiful song with his anointed voice. <laughs> and so Amen. now it's my honor and privilege to announce my better half, Elder Frederick Marley. Amen. 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 <laughs> she, she, does, she does this to me every time. <clears throat> well, I <laughs> thought about which song, what song was on you. Actually, at this point, I think ahead of time, you know, start thinking what song because she always says I'm going to sing a song, and, well, I always do, so. Anyhow, I just wanted to sing a different one, different one, you know, what do you want, what do you want, Lord, what do you want, well, I'm going to sing 23rd Psalm, I just, the, the, the more I sing this song and, and just review the words in my head, uh, it just, it, it just more, you, the more beauty and the care that, that that I see in in the Lord and how he how he loves us, you know it's, it's kind of funny. I, you, know, you think about sheep and you know, walk past they're just sheep, but there's an actual as as I read just here and there, you know, little articles pop up about shepherds and the sheep. There's an actual uh, relationship there between the shepherd and the sheep. And it's a real thing, you think, sheep? Uh, well, yeah. In fact, uh, my beloved said uh, she had this post on, it was posted on Facebook, was, you know, was talking about, you know, the, you know, where Jesus said, you know, the sheep know my voice, and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. And there was this flock of sheep out there in a pasture, and all these different people were trying to call the sheep, and they never even looked up. 
And then their shepherd came up. He called them. They all looked up and came running immediately. And, you know, so it's like, you know, they said, this, per, you know, you think scripture isn't real, you know, and I forget the exact, anyhow, uh, but the, he is our shepherd and he, he loves us. You know, when you think about Jesus, mm-hmm. the high, high and holy and, you know, I mean, he was the son of the living God. And the only thing he does not know is the exact time of his return. And he said, yeah. he said so. But he knows all other, he knows everything. And in comparison to him, we know very little. And yet, he doesn't despise us. He doesn't look down on us and think, you you miserable little weasels. You know, he he loves (laughs) us. You know, and he he calls us friends. You think about Abraham, you know, we're the children of Abraham. But Abraham was called the friend of God and you know, Jesus said to the disciples, he said, I call you friends. Wow. Wow. Not just, you know, he, he blows me away. Well, anyhow. <clears throat> oh, uh-huh. It's just a little preamble here. Uh, we won't charge you for that. Amen. Thank you, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul and guides me in to righteous paths for his namesake. Surely goodness and loving kindness shall Follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. So I walk of the shadow of death. I will not fear thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me the presence of thine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup overfloweth. Sure. 
Now, the end of the commandment is charity, which is agape, the love of God, out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. We have pure heart there twice. Pure. Okay, what is purity? Now, just, I went to Webster's and... Webster's Dictionary defines pure as free from anything that adulterates, taints, or impairs. Free from sin or guilt, virgin or chaste. Now, uh, usually the dictionary doesn't do so well on scripture or scriptural things. And, well, actually, in fact, it's usually a poor reference because, but... This one pretty much nails it, in my opinion. Now, just for fun, I looked up the word holy. In the dictionary, uh-huh. I, found, I found this. Scripturally perfect or spiritually, I'm sorry. Spiritually perfect uh-huh. or pure. Untainted by evil or sin. Sinless. Saintly. <laughs> I thought, look at this. They're perfect synonyms, worded almost identically. I was surprised. I really, I was surprised. I thought, well, just for fun, I'll check this out. But they did a good job. Um, Which, you know, maybe the blind squirrel gets a nut once in a while. Anyhow, so we're on to something here. Think of it this way which is how I'm starting to look at it. Pure equals holy. Which I hadn't really seen. But so in reality, this is a message about holiness. You can hear the people in the background go, okay, but (laughs) we have so many goofy ideas concerning holiness, which aren't true, by the way. And, uh, I mean, all right, you think of the holiness women. You know, you you think of these ladies with dresses with sleeves down past their past their wrists and down to their ankles and their, their hair up in a bun and 
their face, well, they wouldn't crack a smile, you know. Amen. That is not holiness. Now, that's some people's idea, and, and those people lived, probably lived holy lives. Well, if they did, power to them. Okay, but holiness, you can dress unholy, but holy dress is just, all right, we'll discuss clothes, because that's a big thing right now. You know, we have a lot of unholiness out there in the church. Uh, you know, uh, men and women both go, just showing off everything they've got. Well, that is not holy. That is unholy. You know, the word says, you know, modest apparel. Modest, all right, covers 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 what you got. And it's not skin tight clinging to you that, you know, modest. It covers you. Covers you well. And you can move without, you know, popping the buttons. And, okay, holy and pure are, for the most part, a spiritual thing. And this is what we're going to address for the most part here. Um, you know, you, uh, you know, we were just discussing this at supper time, and uh, you know, some people say, "Well, you can't see what's in my heart." Well, um, no, this is true, but our bodies and our mouths, for the most part, are an expression of what is in our heart. You know, Jesus said, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." And if your body is, if you're out there showing off everything you got, well, uh, we have a pretty good idea what's in your heart because, uh, well, that's the spirit of exhibitionism. And because that is not godly. You're, you're driven by, this, you're, you're driving people to lust. And this this is not of the Lord. Now, Maybe there are some people that do not understand that and don't know that, so we don't want to like slam dunk everybody into the, you know, the pit of filthy sinner. But there is godly, modest attire that God's people need to put on, and the ungodly, immodest attire of the world should not be in the churches and on display as godliness because it simply isn't. All right, so I'm going to quit beating that horse. Uh, we'll, tre- we'll tread on we're here. Okay, which, you know, we have some goofy ideas about holiness, which aren't true, and make holiness something undesirable or detestable. You know, for the most part, you don't want to hear about holiness because it's just something, you know, uh, like the boogeyman brought it up, you know, well, no, God invented holiness. And anything the Lord has is good and is pure. Oh, that, that's neat. Pure back to pure. <laughs> okay, so we'll just move on to purity. We'll call it purity. If you see a little child skipping happily along the street, and as they skip close to you, they say cheerfully, hi, and then skip on along the way, one of the first thoughts that comes to your mind will probably be how innocent, pure, and or free he or she is. You know, little kids are like that. 
for the most part, you know, they're happy and they're free. You know, we long to be so in our lives, and our Lord also desires that for us. He does. He has no desire for us to be burdened down and dragging along through life with a <laughs> full of junk. Okay? Do you have junk in your trunk? Mm. You do realize that keeping junk in your trunk, that is sin in your life, will bring about anxiety, unrest, or calamity, and possibly death, don't you? All right. Waits as a sinner, death. Uh, you know, that's one of those staples that even the, even the unsaved know. The wages of sin are death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus died to save us from sin, not to sin. All right, it's something we want to, we should avoid. Remember the woman taken in adultery. That's John 8, chapter 8, verses 3 through 11. All right, they grabbed her. (laughs) We might talk about that a little bit. She received mercy from the Lord. Jesus told her how to keep her mercy when he said, go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. And she might have looked at him like he had three eyes, but... uh, the scripture, because Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen says, "He that covereth his sins shall not prosper." In other words, you just try try to sweep it under the rug or justify it. Shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Oh, well, there's two parts there. Confession is good. Okay, remember Esau confessed. Oh, but he sold out. He couldn't forsake. Okay, it's it's a two. You you know both are necessary for true true repentance that's acceptable unto God. Is confession and the forsaking. So why are we talking about this? <laughs> I thought we were talking about purity. Well, yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. This is an example, an excellent example of someone leading an unholy or impure life who received mercy, but then needed information on how to keep that mercy. Okay, he told her, go and sin no more. Quit this. Now, that's not a blanket statement. I mean, she can't quit quit every sin she was doing, but she quit that one. And that's what he was addressing, the adultery. Was she, was she caught in adultery? Yes, she was. Yes, she was. But Jesus didn't condemn her. No. <laughs> You're probably wondering why. I've heard it said, well, the Lord just gave her mercy. Well, you know, the Lord... You know, Moses said to the Lord, show me thy ways. All right, the Lord has ways. All right, he has, if you will, spiritual nuts and bolts. And, he, you know, he does not work just randomly. I mean, you know, why didn't somebody else get mercy? You know, why, you know, people die in sin and end up in hell every day. 
Why did this woman get mercy? Well, it doesn't say, so you have to, this, all right, this is my guess, based on God's integrity and that he works according to his word. Okay, the word says, he that confesseth and forsaketh. All right, I believe when she was on her way, what she thought was to her own funeral, she cried out, at least in her heart, Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me, Lord. I'm going to die for this. Forgive me, Lord. Wash me. And But they weren't taking her to the stone pit. <laughs> they were taking her to Jesus to try to publicly embarrass him and discredit him. But they made a mistake, a very big one. They didn't bring the man. So they said, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Moses says, such should be stoned. But what did you say? Well, Jesus looks says, adultery? All by herself? Where's the man? You know, where's the man? So he, he it says he stooped over and wrote on the ground. What did he write? It doesn't say. But he says the word, Jesus said later, the words that I speak, I speak not of myself. But whatsoever the Father saith unto me, that so, so I speak. But he sat up. They were silent. He said, he that is without sin among you, let him throw the first stone. Uh And he bent back over. And they were all speechless. They all walked away. Why did they all walk away? They wanted to kill that woman. Just as much as they wanted to embarrass him. They didn't care about her. They didn't bring the man. They didn't bring the man. He was the other half of the equation. Moses in the law says adulterers, plural, they shall be stoned. They didn't bring the man. They wanted to trap Jesus, but they trapped themselves. But the devil does that on a semi-regular basis. You understand. So, Jesus gave her mercy. I believe the Father said, I want that woman. She has repented. Because Jesus could have said, bring me the man. So them both. And he would have been justified in saying that. And that would have been the law. But he didn't say that. He said, whatsoever the Father said, that's so I, so I speak. The Father said, say this. And Jesus said that, and then he bent over and took himself out of the equation and left them with the word. The word pierced even their hardened hearts. They had to walk away. And then Jesus, he sat up and said, Where are your accusers that no man condemned you? She said, No man, Lord. He said, Neither do I condemn you. Then this is where he told her how to keep her mercy. Go and sin no more. Quit this. Quit this. That completes the repentance. 
gets and keeps, she gets to keep her mercy. As it was with her, so it is with us. Because uh, it says, I am the Lord, I change not. Now, we all want mercy when we do wrong, and our Lord, who delights in mercy, Micah 7.18, wants us to have and keep mercy. Okay? If she went back to sinning, she'd probably lose her mercy. But we don't read about her again. He wants us to keep our mercy. He loves, says he delights in mercy. Okay. The keeping part requires action from us. Okay. We need to change whatever it is, big or small. We must sin no more. Whatever it is the Lord shines a light on, whether it's just thinking evil thoughts or whether it's stealing from the 5 and 10 down the street, whatever, go and sin no more. still speaks. But let's face it, impurity is easy, easy to come by. You don't even have to leave your house. Just turn on the television. Uh-huh. Now, am I saying that TVs are evil? No, but a lot uh-huh. of the, a lot of the programs are. So you need to be selective about what you watch. Consider what comes uh-huh. over the airwaves that you turn into. You are allowing into your home, which uh-huh. will affect the spiritual atmosphere of your home. And yeah, this this, this is real. You know, if, if it's evil stuff that, you know, your television is tuned to and the TV's spitting it out, where's it coming? Into your home. Right. Your app, you know. Yeah, the devil, you know. <laughs> there is much out there in the dance and the entertainment world that is extremely sexually suggestive and some of it's just plain vulgar. And if you've got small children in the house, you sure don't want them learning that stuff. That's right. Now, gets closer to home. As adults, mm, we could learn to be biting, nasty, and sarcastic while being humorous from sitcoms. Sitcoms. They're pretty... If you sit down and listen to the the, the stuff they throw back and forth, the uh, little comments and quips, uh, pretty hard on each other. Now, mm-hmm. in Hollywood, you know, on the sitcom, you know, the the fake audience laughs and they just go on about their day and, uh, you know, nobody thinks anything of it, you know, and it's just another, you know, and eh, eh, I got two points out of that. But in real life, you know, if I look at you know look over my beloved and say, "Hey, horse face, come on over here," you know, bring your oats with you. Well, you know, after a while, <laughs> she laughing. Uh, after a while, this this stuff piles up. You know, you know, and the next day I say, "Hey, bird brain, what are you doing over there?" You know, 
floor and I say, hey, I got two left feet today, huh? Uh, you know, well, all right. You think, hey, I got five points out of that one. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> Mother, you're laughing. You can't even face it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a good point. You know, it's just, I'll see, in Hollywood, you know, and even just sitting on the phone, you know, just trading back and forth, it's funny. You know, <laughs> but when when you're getting, when it's you getting called horse face, or it's you getting called bird brain, and on and on and on, after a while, oh, Jesus. It, it builds up. For, I, was, I was considering this. I was considering this while I was, and you know, it does two things. It does two things. It, it, it wounds the person to whom the ugly words are directed. Amen. And it hardens the person saying it because they're throwing disrespect at the one that they're commanded to love and protect. All right, if it's the man addressing the woman, all right, he's supposed to be protecting her. If if you look, he's the head, and she's under his protection. And then the children of the home are under her. All right, if he's disrespecting her and damaging her, he much of a covering. So he is despising her, and he is wounding her, and probably going to build disrespect. And after a while... A few years down the line, they look at each other and say, what did I marry you for? And they're headed to divorce court. And you think, what happened? You know, what went wrong? You know, do you ever notice everybody's smiling at weddings? You know, nobody has divorce court in mind, and yet it happens all the time. Uh-huh. Well, 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 how, you know, um, well, I'll tell you a little real-life thing. I... Do you, anybody remember the nanny show? The uh-huh. nanny. Okay. Amen. I love that show. It was it was clean. They didn't sleep together. They nothing nothing sexual. But remember, Niles, that guy had a mouth on him. He uh-huh. could. You could learn sarcasm from him like you never heard anywhere else. He could teach you how to have a mouth and cut anyone into little tiny pieces and have everybody laughing. Everybody except the person getting chalked up. I looked at that and I thought, i got to go watching this show because, you know, he was good. I mean, you could tell you what, you could learn some stuff from him. And I think I was. And I thought, this isn't what the Lord wants. You know, this this is this is family destroying material. Amen. Now, Proverbs thirty one. Verses 10 through 31, which I'm not going to read. It's pretty long, but I I recommend it. Describe the virtuous woman. She's she's something. Amazing. Amazing woman. She's sharp. She's 
strong. She's smart. She's she's a good. We got a good good business head. But she's kind and she's sweet. Anyhow, this applies to individual women as well as describing the church. Okay, read it. There, you, you can see both things there very easily. And verse 26 says, She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Kindness. Ooh. How do today's programs line up with that? Uh-huh. Not too well, huh? Now, in many homes, the TV goes on first thing in the morning, plays all day long. We've seen it. Okay, what's what's coming into the home? What's coming in? Is anyone in control? Remember that one of the titles for the devil is the prince of the power of the air. About that. Now, Jesus redeemed us from sin and death back to God, which we could not do for ourselves, and restored us the right and the ability to live righteously and walk with Him. The choices are ours to make. Now, in aircraft, in air, think about this. Okay, he bought us back. We couldn't do that. We needed we needed a savior. We still do, you know. But we we couldn't redeem ourselves. We had no hope. He did that. We're gonna we're gonna explore a little more on this. In F, in aircraft lingo, we are the pilot, and he is the navigator. He's the navigator. That's right. He gives us the correct directions, coordinates, that we should follow to arrive at our destination. But it's up to us to follow those directions. Now, he can be our co-pilot if necessary. And sometimes that's, you know, we're just so down and out and whatever, we can't function. And, that you know, that happens, you know, uh, severe trauma or whatever. And he will step in at that time. But ultimately, he wants us back in control of the plane or our life. Our control under his direction. That's, that's his desire. Now think about that. It was, it was after the children of Israel had crossed Jordan conquered their enemies and were dwelling in the land, that Joshua presented them with the choice of whom they would serve. You find that in Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. When they were in Egypt, the land of bondage, they had no choice of who to serve. But once they were free, they could choose. So it is with us. When we were sinners, that is habitual sinners, we had no choice. But now being made free by the blood of Jesus, we can choose to follow him. That is, choose what he says we should choose. And to not choose that which he says we should not choose. But the decisions are ours to make. Okay, 
Life is, you know, you have decisions constantly. The Lord our God does not control us like a robot or some machine. Think about Adam and Eve in the garden. They were free to choose. And we know by the scriptures they, uh, they didn't do so well. <laughs> but before we get all cranked at them, let's look at ourselves a little bit and consider some of the poor choices that we've made over which we had complete control. Hmm. <laughs> now you think, what does this have to do with purity? Well, first things first. God loves us. He loves us. And he wants us with him both now and forever. He wants us now and he wants us with him in eternity. And being his children, he wants us pure and undefiled like he is. Now, here, here, here's a good one. You'll have, you might have trouble with this one. Each one of us is a special treasure to him. Oh. Each, each one of us. You say, well, uh, I think I'm a lump of coal now. Go through, go through the Bible and see how the Lord talks about his children. It's never in uh, diminutive or caustic tones. Even when he's rebuking some of the Pharisees, he's not nasty with them. Sometimes he's firm and he's hard. He tell them what's coming. But we are his treasures. And just because you don't think so doesn't make it otherwise. Okay? We are his peculiar people. Now, peculiar doesn't mean weird. It means special. Special. Very individual. Peculiar. Okay? That's an old English word that has changed over the years. But we are his your treasure. Think of yourself that way. His peculiar treasure. He loves us, and sometimes we have trouble believing that. We are now. Now, now are we the temples of God through the Holy Spirit. So the word, be ye holy, for I am holy, takes on greater significance. Simply put, God wants a clean house because he lives in us. That's reasonable, don't you think? We like, a clean, we like a clean house. You know, well, so does he. Want to be pure for him? Yes, it's, it's for him. All that we do is first for him or to him. Consider his words in Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. That's his account of the sheep and the goats. Oh. Ooh. Mm. 
Now, Philippians 2.12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not only not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Um, I would like to expound on this verse a little bit, what the Holy Spirit was showing me. In Philippians 2.12, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed. So now we see here, they are being obedient, but not as in my presence only. Now, when we're in the presence of somebody, <laughs> it's easy to be on good behavior if we know we're being watched. But now much more in my absence, that shows that, you know, you can go into a dark room, as I heard it said, you know, and you can just do whatever you want to do and you think nobody knows, nobody sees this. Well, God sees this and you are being disobedient. So you can see here the walk of obedience. It's not just in my presence where you being obedient and being in good behavior. And how beautiful, what a blessing. But now much more in my absence. This is the walk of faith and obedience and purity. When nobody is around, nobody sees you or knows how you're acting or what you're thinking, but you and God, and you are still walking in obedience because the Word of God says you are working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So don't just put on this purity uh, bit, you know, because you're in the presence of someone and you're just kind of showing off. But the most important thing is when nobody is around, nobody sees you, nobody knows what you're thinking, take control of those thoughts and continue to walk in obedience as unto God. Amen. Now, it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The first couple times I read that, I thought, (laughs) sounds like the Romans were watching them. No, 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 no. The fear isn't isn't fright, but it's the fear of the Lord. Extreme reverence for him. Reverence. Reference it. I, I really don't like that fear of the Lord, but, well, they, they wrote what they wrote. All right, we, we'll deal with it. We tremble, fear and trembling. We tremble at his word, knowing that all things will be judged in the last day. Uh, you think, huh? First Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 through 15. I'm going to read this because it's, it's important. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. Okay, our God is consuming fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Hmm. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so is by fire. All right, he's going to feel some heat, and he's going to see some loss. 
Uh, yeah. Now, Psalm 100, verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and and the sin that doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, before we go on, I want, to, uh, want you to notice, it says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. All right, a weight, notice our differentiation, weight and sin. A weight is just something, you know, you notice runners, uh, they have on as little as possible and still be covered because, you know, if they've got a bunch of clothes on, it weighs them down and they can't run as fast. And they'll wear out quicker. All right, a weight is not necessarily a sin, but it's hold. It could be something that's just taking your time, or taking your energy, or taking your money, or all three, and uh-huh. just something the Lord wants you to lay down. You know, it's not evil, but it's just it's a weight. Let's lay aside every weight and sin. Now, all of these scriptures that I just read point out one thing. They have one thing in common, although there are many things others also, that we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. We are his workmanship. looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He went to the cross and rose again to do for us what was impossible for us to do for ourselves. Then, he sent back the Holy Spirit to, among other things, empower us to do his commands. Now look at the goodness of God. He he gives us power to do what he commands. We can do everything which he commands us to do because of his spirit which dwells within us. We can. Therefore, the, the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. There it is, folks. We can do all things that he commands us to do because his spirit, which is power, dunamis power, lives, lives in us. 
Okay. Back to choices. Do you want to? Do you want to be pure? Just yes. for him. Just for him. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elder Frederick. I'd like to bring something forth. The walk that we walk is in obedience. And when we are being obedient, then we will have that purity working in and through us. If you can see the two together, obedience and purity walk side by side. If you are keeping a pure mind, pure thoughts, your heart is pure, then you are being obedient. If you are being obedient and doing, reading the word, spending time with the Lord and praying, then you will have purity in your life. So you see, I see them almost like twins, the obedience and purity walking side by side. So I'd like to um, open this up and let's just give the Holy Spirit uh, some time. Let's do some soul searching tonight. Let's just ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us or instruct us or show us maybe there's something that is is just blocking us or hindering us or keeping us from entering into the purity the life that the lord desires of us and if anybody has anything that you're struggling with and you just can't seem to get the victory you want to change but you just can't seem to then ask ask because the word of god says that we're two or three are gathered together. He's here. He's with us. He's in the midst of us. And the Holy Spirit, the anointing, is the one that is sent to open our ears to hear, open our eyes to see, and will bring revelation of the Word of God. And He will be able to set you free and deliver you. We will pray the prayer of faith. And God is the deliverer. He will deliver you. And you cannot do it on your own then you need to seek him. So I'm just inviting Holy Spirit, we ask you to turn on your searchlight tonight inside of us. Lord, we can we can have it all together and, and we can look so good to everybody, but God, <laughs> you see what is in the heart of man. So man judges from outer appearance, but God looks upon the heart. And so we ask you, we invite you, we give you the, the opportunity tonight to show us what is in our heart that is defiling us, what is in our heart that is keeping us from being pure and walking in obedience. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you. Bless you. Holy Spirit. Lord, welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, Lord, welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, Lord, welcome. In this place. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless we you. Thank the Lord. We, we, we thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We offer ourselves up tonight, Father. Yes, we offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice, Father. 
Lord, not that it would be unholy or polluted, but, Lord, that it would be pure and that it would bless you, that you would rejoice what we offer. Father, we ask tonight that you would begin to to work in us the work of righteousness and of holiness, not self-righteousness and not self-holiness, but the true Spirit of God living in through us, speaking to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. Praise you. We bless you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank God. We just thank you, Lord. For those of you that's on the line, God is truly speaking. If you were on last night when Apostle talked about being in the darkness and you can't see. And now you come on tonight and show us uh, after coming out of the darkness what to do and how to stay there. Two nights in a row, God has been speaking. And I have to say that last night, and tonight, my toes were stepped on. We have to be obedient like you said. We have to see ourselves as apostles said. I asked Tammy to unmute the lines. If anyone has something they would like to say or maybe want to ask for a special prayer, I'm sure the Marlies welcome you tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Is everybody unmuted? All right. Good. Uh, uh, keep praying for the Wallace family and um, the two services that's happened tonight and last night. I really Amen. enjoy it. Anyone else? Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord. Sean would like for you to continue praying for her and her daughter. Amen. The pals are on, but they can't speak. We ask that you remember them. Tammy said to also not only pray for her, but to let you know, Elder Man, when you were saying, we we put our hands up, Tammy, that she was saying she sees you. In the name of Jesus, thank God. There's someone, amen, Apostle, are you there? Yes, I am, yes. Thank the Lord. We just 
we we bring this together. You begin the ball to rolling last night. We thank God for that. Amen. Minister Robert, we thank you. Thank you. Elder thank Fred. You. Elder Fred, thank you. You're welcome, Mother. Thank you. My honor. Because you brought the scriptures to life. Elder Man, I thank you. And I mean this, hallelujah. From the bottom of my heart. That we that are spiritual. We always say we restore such a one. But I'm going to tell you, from last night and tonight, sometimes we that are spiritual, and you stepped on my toes, we that are spiritual need to swallow our pride sometimes. And I stand before you first in line tonight. That God and that spirit Restores me. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. I, I stand guilty of too many TVs. I thank you. I thank you were looking in my window, Elder Fred. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody told you something. Because from the, not only during the day, from the time these children get up, but when we go to sleep at night, they, they go to sleep with us. Mm. And it's the little things that come find the wise. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Apostle last night, and when I said and I did it, I, I stay in the dark. But I had the light come on last night. We need to learn to testify because we shall overcome by our testimonies. Yeah. And I have not arrived yet. I, I just, just, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing when the word finds you. And I say that because not the word is not just for the sinner. The word is for us that are saved and sanctified and giving the charge. Mm -hmm. How can they hear except we be sent? And how can we be sent if we're not in the position for God to send us? Amen. Know that there's uh, there's uh, 66 books in the holy in the holy test and the holy book. Uh, this in the Bible that in that book you're right it, it, in that book there's instructions there's 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 roadmaps and everything that's for basically for everybody that's alive. It, there's something for somebody and somebody's in that book because it teaches you first of all what Fred said about how to dress. There's dress code uh, direction in there. There's lip service in, in James. It talks about how we should talk. There's uh, Christian conduct. 
that's based in, in Chronicle and in, in, I mean Corinthians, first and second Corinthians. There's all ty- and, and there's revelation. There's all types of miracles that we can do the same as Christ could, has done. There's ways how we're supposed to eat that's in there, based from the Old Testament and Levitical days, even now. Jesus said he didn't come to do away with it, but it, he just came to en- enhance it to let us know at this day and time we are not supposed to eat certain things, as, as certain vitamins we're supposed to take, certain nutrients and the, and the organics and the, and, and the things of the earth instead of the meats. And that's the, when you kill an animal and the animal's afraid and, and, and you kill it and that, that blood is feared blood and you eat that and it's poisoning your system. It's a whole kind of, all types of things and regulations from A to B. To Z, or, or from G G to R, okay, <laughs> and, and that you know from Genesis to Revelation, and that's and I just wanted to share that because everybody can get anything out of that, even us uh, stewards and Christians and those Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized people. We still need to instruction because we can wait, we can be wavered to. Amen. Jesus, and. I thank you, Apostle, and I again to the Marleys. You're so faithful. You're so faithful to the word. We pray for Apostle last night with his instruction, his teaching. But I'm praying tonight as a God. Somebody meet your phone, please. Amen. Uh, asking God to give the Marlins a double portion of that anointing because you sure poured it out tonight. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. And I'm not just saying it. We all, you talk about the television and what we look at. We need to start encouraging one another. Mm-hmm. As we look around in ourselves tonight, each and every one of us, as we look around, I'm quite sure we can find something that we know not as pure as it should be. Mm-hmm. And we ask God tonight, to direct us and show us that we may continue to give an answer to everyone that answers of us. Yes. That the hope that's within us. Mm-hmm. And Elder Fred, I thank you for you, but I thank you for your helpmate that said that they're going to put the scriptures up. Because I was trying to write him, and I said, any other time he talked to him. <laughs> but now he's just running with it. Had to be the spirit. And so I'm going to be going back on and getting them scriptures. Mm-hmm. We will post that. We will post that. All right. So remember Minister Robert and his family. Yes. We're still keeping apostles. Yeah. In prayer, we're adding me to the list. Pray ye one for another. Yeah. And let us encourage each other. Beautiful, beautiful, 
beautiful message tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Mother. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. I just, we've been filled. I've got something last night and then come back on tonight. I'm telling you. I wanted to just share with you that Craig joined us. Craig was uh, laying here on the floor. He couldn't get on the phone. He's got a card, and it wouldn't download on his phone, but he was sitting in here with us tonight. Bless the Lord. Hi, Craig. We love you so much. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, brother. Amen. Yes. Amen. This is just, I'm going to step aside, and we're going to let you, Marley's, close out with the same anointing you opened up with. I am rejoicing. I am rejoicing. And next Wednesday, we're coming on and Apostle is the hour of power, but he's allotting it to be us coming on. And he has a topic, and the Lord gave it to him, what happened to the church. I want each of us, and I'll tell you more about it. What 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 happened to us, the church? Uh, that's uh, and and the Holy Ghost filled and the sanctified and all those from back in the day that used to stand on a quarantine and you hear them every day. Every topic is basically what you said. It's called where are they now? That's what we're going to be dealing. Where are they now? You don't oh, stand. That's right. They all hiding. You see, you hear more. You see, you see more Muslims. You see everybody else. But where are we? What happened to us? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Come on now. So you guys get ready. You can come from any scripture you want, but that's the topic. But I'll be getting more back with you, and we're going to get ready. But I just, I'm holding and talking a lot because. Hallelujah, have you ever felt the spirit that you don't want to let go? (laughs) Oh, I don't want to say goodnight. I don't want to let go. We came out of the darkness. We we, we, apostles say we in the darkness. Mm -hmm. We got to come out into the light. And we came out and then you guys. Thank you, Lord. We got out of the light. You made us see ourselves. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you better come on, elders, because I'm getting ready to get started. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> turn it back into your hands. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yes. We worship you. Lord, we worship you and we praise you. We praise you, Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for light, for more light. You gave us more light. Uh, Yeah, Lord, I delivered it, but, Lord, you gave it to me. It's your word. Your word, Lord, not mine, yours. Lord, I I, I, I received it and made it mine also, but, Lord, it's your word, and your word is living and powerful and active. And, Lord, as we receive your word, Lord, it will change our lives for the better. Lord, we're always coming up, and Lord Jesus, in you there is always more. Lord, your word is friend from a fire. 
You're calling. You're always calling us up higher. There's higher. There's more in you. Lord, there's always more in you. And, Lord, we, we desire it. Lord, we desire it. We desire purity in you that we might be that spotless, holy, beautiful, perfect bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Lord, thank you, Jesus. That beautiful bride that you desire. You desire. And, Lord, it's, it's your vision. It's your hope. Lord, may we be, may we be so. Father, as we examine ourselves before you, Lord, open our our hearts and and our spiritual eyes to see. And where we fall short, Lord, you don't condemn us. You don't send us, you don't point finger at us and send us back into darkness. But you say, come to my son. He shed his blood for this also. So, Lord, we come to you that we might come up (laughs) unto you. And, Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, Lord, we thank you once again for this time we've had together. Lord, we are family. We are family. We're family in you. In you, Lord. Your Your blood has made us one. And we praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We thank God. Thank you for the Wallace family. Continue to pray for them. To Sean and her family, we continue to pray. Tammy says, hallelujah. That was beautiful. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Amen. One night, Tammy's gonna, mother. One night, Tammy's gonna come on, and we're gonna all just sit here quiet and listen to what she has to say. Oh, you know what? She hears you. <laughs> Thank God, she's waving at you now. <laughs> yep, we're yeah. waving. Right, we're waving back. Back. <laughs> Good night, all. God bless. We love. You. Good, Good night. night. God, God bless you all. Until we meet again. Amen. Good yes, night. Amen. Amen. Good night. Good night. We love you all. Good night. Good night, Robert. Everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night, Mother Eva. Good night, Ben. Good night, sweetheart. All right, my mom. Sounds like a wall. All right. Good night, John Boy. <laughs> Good night, John Boy. Good night, John Boy. Be blessed. Angel was on, too. <laughs> Amen. Right. We love you, too. <laughs> All right. Love you, too. Right. Yeah, we love you. All right, guys. All right. Okay. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.